Thank you for tuning in to Our Black Voices Matter. We can't remain silent. We must speak up. So let the conversation begin. We back. Mrs. Certified. Pixie. And it's your favorite cousin. And we are here to talk about some serious um, things that have been going on within the black community here lately. And... So this episode is basically, um, we're going to be talking about some of the social injustices and basically giving our opinions and thoughts on it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the first thing I wanted to know is what are your thoughts on generational trauma and how it affects our mental health and well-being? And you still have the, um, the definition pulled up? Yep, I do. Alright, so... <clears throat> Basically, this goes is based around post-traumatic slave syndrome. We're gonna give you all a definition of it and how we feel about it. Well, why that's coming up? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Try to word it right. Okay, I'm saying waiting. Like, what's yeah, the question? I know. <laughs> it, 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 in my head, it looked good, but then I'm trying to say it the right way. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm not even being funny. I ain't even trying to make a joke. I just can't. I'm trying to word it right. So, okay. Well, while you're trying to word it correctly, I have the definition for that. Okay. Um, post-traumatic slave syndrome is referenced to, uh, it describes the multi-generational trauma experienced by African Americans that leads to an undiagnosed and untreated post-traumatic stress disorder in enslaved Africans and their descendants. Okay. So do you think that with that definition, do you think that us and those who came behind us and before us are feeling the effects of that? Um I would I would highly agree with that. Um because um slavery might have ended mm-hmm. but uh the intent of keeping us how can I put this? Um Dip, uh, boxed in or um, you know um, just isolated from greatness it extended into our education system it extended into our employment um, out programs it, it, it extended well beyond uh, picking cotton and, and picking um, you know harvesting food out of the Feels and and things of that nature. We it, it kind of branched itself and revealed itself in a different manner. Yeah, definitely. With that being said, can we as a as a people? Well, it's not gonna happen. Like, are we? Aren't we above this? Like. I, okay. 
We all know our greatness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As a people, as a whole. I think we should be able to rise above that. We can, but... No, we should. Here's what I'm saying. It can happen, but it's a... Uh, you got to think. It's, this is not something that just happened overnight. Right. This is years upon years of fixing. That's so true. You, it, no, excuse me, not fixing, but programming. Mm-hmm. So you have to take just as long, if not longer, to fix it. Well, we need to start fixing it. Here's the thing. Check this out. I and I use this uh, analogy as like how they do with pit bulls, right? When they when they bred bred pit bulls, mm-hmm. what they would do is they would they were trying to weed out the the fight gene, the mean gene, or whatever. So you keep breeding, breeding, breeding until now you get a more docile animal. Domesticated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's basically what they did with us. So starting off, when the males were buck, they was buck breaking, mm-hmm. stuff like mm-hmm. that. You put them on blast in front of his family, and now the mother sees that. She doesn't want that to happen to her kids. But what so I'm she saying takes, is, so you're taking a fight out. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is, we understand that. Mm-hmm. We need to go above that. Okay. Not not be docile and be like, well, this is what is going on. This is how life is for us as African Americans. We 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 can't rise above such and such. Yes, we can. Well, I feel I understand exactly what you're saying. But if you look at it, <clears throat> thinking outside the box, um, some of us are just prone to this lifestyle because of the things that are not usually um, allowed at our fingertips. Um, we have some people who make it out of the projects. We have some people who become prominent business owners, um, six-figure individuals. But then you have some that are out here and due to um, lack of education, due to lack of um, ability to come off of what some and most people do need is the system, we don't have the ability to get to those levels. Again, uh, enslavement has oppressed us in many ways we're not just picking cotton anymore some of us can't get the job we desire because we're passed over for someone who has been grandfathered in by um someone in another um race and they want their loved one or they want their friend or family member however you want to categorize it to be in that spot even though you have the potential even though you have the 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 common knowledge to perform the job they just don't want to see you with it so there are a lot of people who have been in that situation and because of those things um just don't ever get to the level that they aspire to get to because it's somebody else always delegating who's going to be in that spot you understand what i'm saying so i mean there are plenty of us who have branched out and moved out of areas like that but there are some i mean like prime example that and i hate to address this but <clears throat> flint michigan we're going on how many years now about five years with those six. families out here about suffering six. without clean water and someone might say hey why don't you just move but it ain't that easy it's not that easy mm-hmm. for some people if you're only making eleven thousand dollars to fifteen thousand dollars a year who really can up and make a life-changing yeah. decision you can. In you that barely, manner. You could barely afford to eat at that point. Exactly. You are That's living sad. in poverty. 
So when you take into all those of uh, or you take all those factors in consideration, it, it only allows you to to understand that some of us just don't have the ability to maneuver through life in those circumstances. And also monetary wise. Before, before that though, I wanna say this too. Um you gotta think too, we're dealing like I said, we're dealing with generational stuff. So how many times have you wanted to do something and an elder was like, Oh, well don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Because right. they don't put they they're scared, so now they don't pass that fear down their to you. Feels, fear so now you like, well, man, that's grandma, that's granddaddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it must be I got right. I got you know what I'm saying? You following suit, and that so and what happens? You tell your children that same stuff you was taught. So now you don't pass no. that fear down. Listen, listen, you don't pass that fear down to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Maybe not intentionally. Mm -hmm. But you have done that. But that's all you know. But what but I'm saying is, know. and I agree with both of y'all, everybody makes sense. This is what I'm saying. Is once you realize that's grandma and granddad way that worked for them at that time, mm -hmm. we gotta show better for our kids. Okay, now watch this. We can do that for our kids, right? Mm -hmm. But you gotta think, our kids ain't the only kids that's out there. So you may be working a See your child on that path, but then you still got millions of others that have that same mentality. What they got to do with me? What that's I'm saying is, that that's how you make change. You can't, one person by themselves, yeah, that can make change, but that's that one person. And that's that one Imagine, household. imagine if you had a whole community or a whole city, a whole state. That's my point, though. That's, but you, you have to get together. everybody. You can't even get everybody on one accord to choose exactly. what they want to eat. Because another point <laughs> I was about to say is, I'm going to say it, and we all know this, black people hold black people down. I'm just go ahead and put it out there. That's we do. Situations. We hold it. So, we, I'm, yeah, I'm we not going to say 100%. I ain't going to say that. Everybody in the same, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the same category. But we, we would go a lot further if we supported each other more without hate. Oh, this person right here doing good. Let me find something that mm, I don't like. See, this. You're, you're going against the whole machine, too, though. But you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I understand that. So, what I'm saying is, if people get on this, like, the same mind. It's, um, it's easy to say. It is. It's harder it to is. do. It is, very Because hard. you can it's say like that now, <laughs> and you can have some people who be with you until they go home and cut on the news. Mm hmm. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that person has to be strong right. enough to maintain the focus right. and stick to the plan. And we all know how easy it is to be distracted. As soon as it get uncomfortable, like, man, bump that. I'm going back to where I'm comfortable at. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think I mean? about in the in the 60s when, we, when they were protesting. Um, you had some people out there that had the idea, <clears throat> probably in the 50s. But because of fear of, well, I can't afford to lose my job. Or I can't you it, and and so it made the task a lot harder for mm -hmm. it to be accomplished because Joe want to do it, but Jimmy don't. Jimmy too scared, you know. So now mm -hmm. we have to accept that where we started out with twenty, now these brothers then then decided I can't risk it, and now we back down to five good soldiers. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it takes a lot for everybody to commit and stay there. You know, I mean, their Definitely. protests does not always, it's always, look at Colin Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of gentlemen in the NFL that felt the same way, but because they were too afraid to take a pay cut, 
They were too afraid that they weren't going to be able to play. They just stood back in silence. But this brother risked it all. He sacrificed his entire yeah. career to prove that point and did not get the recognition for it until what, two years later? Yeah. And then, I don't think he's still playing. And, and then on top of that, though. Yeah, he still like has this. not played. This man sat there on many times and told people the reason why he of was course. taking the stance. And you know what they got out of that? Oh, he disrespecting the military. Absolutely. He disrespecting the flag. the flag. He just told you it had nothing to do with that. Right. But you took your own narrative and ran with it. And because you can broadcast your your words because you control it further than he can. Because mm -hmm. he told y'all. Mm -hmm. You can put whatever spin on it you want to. Absolutely. And that's what's going to run. You so know it takes more than one person. Yeah. And you have to have a committee of people willing to fight and lose in the same battle. I'm glad you said that. That's the part right there. People are not ready to lose. That's 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 the part right there. Well, See, everybody has everybody want to win. Yeah, but they scared to lose. When you take people who fought hard for the little bit that they do have, mm -hmm. why do I want to put all that on the line? That's, uh, that's <laughs> you true, know true. what I'm saying. That's and true. you know, some people may say, "Well, you know, okay, it's easy for him. He got millions. Right? I'm making thirty thousand a year." I can't so it's put my underdog. thirty thousand no lie. So it's the underdog got to stand up. I mean, it's everybody, man. The, the, no, I'm just yeah, saying. Like, yeah, yeah, that's I'm basically saying. it, man. It's like okay, Blue I don't know if you've seen the picture. Yeah, the underdog, the middle it's, class, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the the rich, you know, the wealthy, however you want to put it. But mm -hmm. it doesn't. Money should not constitute self respect, dignity, pride, um, and just downright. The right way, but it does though, and that's why everybody's not on the same page. Exactly. So until we get past the point that material things will not carry us as far as our dignity and self-respect will, mm -hmm. then we won't get any further. In my opinion, that's just my opinion. Uh, no, I agree. What, with you. I agree because I'm not calling us lower class. That's not what I'm saying, but well, I don't have us regular folk. Yeah, we're regular folk. Different than. A black person that got like million dollars or whatever, they don't understand what we're going through right here. Because they're sitting over here. High and mighty looking above where we have to struggle. I can't say that for them because there's some that never forget where they come from. Nothing is nothing is everybody. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is not everybody. But just because we all the same color don't mean we go through the same struggle. What's that saying? All skin folk ain't your kin folk? Yeah. And my thing too is... I said that the other day and people didn't understand what I was saying. Yeah, And at the same time too, that's why I say you can't expect that from just all black folks. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm glad you said that because that leads me to the next question. Do you mm -hmm. believe that once a white person or white people support a black movement, it becomes legitimate? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my reason for saying no is um, everybody has their reasons for their movements. Mm -hmm. But as long as it matters to who it pertains to, which is us, we are about the movement. The movement is about us. Mm -hmm. If we take it serious and if we are in full um, cooperation with it, then really, to be honest, if nobody else ever joins it. Now, there is a good thing to have allies in other races um, because that's go. where networking, that is where um, the voice, that is where all of that plays a big part in how many people the movement can reach. It's mm -hmm. a good thing. 
but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a validation for it. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I agree. I agree. I think too that um because let me let me say something real fast before I forget because I agree exactly what she's saying because like you got you got some people like um if we doing the movement, black people doing something, protesting, whatever, then you got somebody that's white, they be like, I'm with y'all. Power T, I'm with you. I don't I don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. Cause like she said, this is we need to be doing this. Now I respect it though. Mm-hmm. I respect your respect. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like what she said. Yeah. I think if if it's if it's genuine, then it works. Mm-hmm. But I think also a lot of people hop in stuff for, okay, how would this benefit me in the long run? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. that's when things get misconstrued and, and tied up and stuff like that. Or they're joining for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Even people that's married to a black person, white man with a black woman, black the man with a, or the white wife. Yeah, I understand you're supporting whatever it is, but you don't really understand what we're talking about. I think because you haven't lived that life. Yeah. I think that's I don't think no white person different. Yeah. I don't think I don't, well, uh, Because I I mean look see, I have all had, white people are not rich too, but no. I think that situation Oh no nah, when you that. do interracials <laughs> is a little different because you know, you may not actually go through the actual thing yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's just like if you're married to someone who's sickly or they can't do for themselves you may not be feeling that pain but you're walking with them through that struggle to help them you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and so you do kind of carry that burden a little bit also because you know like i said you don't feel that pain but their pain you have to be there for them you know what i'm saying like hear me out no 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 no, it's not because you're you're there listen to what i'm saying don't get caught on the the actual thing. But what I'm saying is when you're walking with somebody through that, you may not see that, but you see how it affects them. So now that affects you. Mm-hmm. You may not have been sick when Big Mama was sick, but watching her in pain hurts you. And you can't do nothing. But that's... Just like when your child hurt themselves, you can't fix that. But their pain hurts you. So you're still going through that with them, and even that... though you're not actually going through it yourself. And that word is called empathy. That is what you call mm-hmm. empathy. But just take for a moment. Think back to your childhood. Think about some of the people that we went to school with. I know myself growing mm-hmm. up and where I grew up at was a predominantly black neighborhood. But I had um, an Asian family out there. We had a interracial family out there. We had a white family out there. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I feel like it is not us. I feel like it is the system who uh, sets the bar for where we go in life. I feel like everybody lives basically the same. Because in that that neighborhood, those childhood friends, when I would go to their houses and play, we all lived exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We all had same traditional things that we did as a family. Um, Where um, Asian families, it's cultural for you to not wear shoes in the house. You don't walk on the carpet because it's just traditional for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But... We had an interracial family out there. They lived exactly the same way we lived. I honestly feel like it's the system that separates us and categorizes us. And then you have what we call white privilege and all of those things. But a lot of people don't acknowledge it. 
because they don't want to acknowledge racism. But then you have some white or Caucasian people out there who know exactly what we speak of when we say privilege, mm -hmm. you know. And it's um, not money. And it's not money. It's a state of mind. It, it has more to do with um, the people who sit in high places and how the system is designed to look at you differently. There have been plenty of people, white and black, go to court, same crimes, same judicial system, two totally different outcomes. Exactly. It is the system that Every separates time. us. So I just feel Every like um, that just sets the bar sometimes for where we are as a people. If we can get the system remotely to um, individualize us, and not group us in color categories, then we will be a lot further. But that's just my take on it. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I got a question. So with this new voting, I mean, not new voting, but people say vote, 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 vote. Will voting actually bring us together? Like, does it matter who your president is to bring the people together? I'm going to be honest. I think that people put more put more uh a state and more emphasis yeah on the on a presidential election more so because they looking they're looking at the wrong part when it comes to that. They're looking at the whole, you know what I'm saying? What happens as a whole, but when it really comes to what happens in your community, it's the local votes that really make the difference. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay, yeah, you may be the president of the U.S. You may make, you know, you and the and the government may control whatever y'all feel, you know, is for the for the whole of the nation. But at the same time, when it comes to each state, each city, it's different when you go there. No, what I'm saying is, cause a lot of uh, well, I've listened to a lot of black people say, go against, vote for Biden, not Trump, because Trump is a racist. He's just for white folk. Biden, he's more towards the black community, which is kind of stupid, cause okay. not really. But what I'm saying is, does it matter who's the president? To bring our races together. Yes, I do agree that it mm. does. Think so? Um, in my opinion, um, just take a look back over the past four years. It was fucked up. There have been a lot of people who have been very comfortable mm -hmm. showing their racism yeah. in the past four years. Yeah, um, some people that we never expected. Cause it, it this these last four years, I don't know about y'all, yeah, but for me, oh, no, I've oh, really yeah. had to take in consideration of some people that mm -hmm. I had to rethink about mm -hmm. my relationship mm -hmm. and how we stand um, when it came to that and certain topics related to it. Because um, I feel like the president that we have now, because we just we're getting ready to move into a new presidency, but our current yeah. president made it comfortable, made it easy. Uh, with his rhetoric and how he chose to deal with racism and racial diversity, it made them more comfortable about being more open. True. That is true. You know, about... So those people that we felt like had, you know, and, and please excuse me, but I'm going to say this, these white sheets across their head, mm -hmm. we didn't know that some of them were actually our doctors. 
We didn't know that some of them were our school our teachers. school teachers. We didn't know that these people who normally would have kept these comments to themselves felt the need to express themselves because they felt they would be able to get it out without having to be faced with any ridicule or penalty for it. Yeah. You know, that so I true. do believe that who we have as a president determines the nature um, of and, or the climate of this country. Makes sense. I can do that. Like I, I, I agree with that, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I yeah, mean, me too. Like, I mean, you just look at the it was just a question. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking you know at I'm looking at the the presidential thing different as far as like how policies policies and stuff get dictated. You know what I'm saying? Because when I look at that, I look at it as a whole. Like, okay, you live in a housing community, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say you got the HOA. They say, hey, you can't do this on the outside of the house. Okay, I look at them like the, just say the, the president of the United States, right? Just this analogy. Mm-hmm. And then you the may ballot. have, yeah. Okay, so let's say within that housing community, you have different sections, right? Mm-hmm. Those could be considered different states. So this section may do something different from this section. But then within them communities, you have houses. Those are cities. They do something a little different. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. when you go in someone's house, you know what I mean? They may say, okay, the neighborhood, but hey, if I'm the parent and I run this house, guess what? I'm the president. I run this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't care what they say out there. What I say in here is what makes the difference. Okay. Sidebar. Do y'all think with Biden coming in, it's going to be anything less different than Trump? Because, like, hold on. I'm, like what she just said, uh, good ass point. You feel me? They already, the racist people already showing their colors. They already out. So, even with Biden coming in and with um, the lady, uh, um, whatever her name is. Kamala Harris. Do you think the racist people are going to start to go back Kamala up? Harris, I'm sorry. No. You know what I'm saying? So no. They, so have, what, what I'm saying was there a time that they ever have, though? That's my point. You know what I'm saying? That was because point. once you... See, it takes 21 days to form a habit. So once you get stuck in your ways, you're not going to just be like, oh, okay, well, well, shoot. They don't put a new street sign up. Let me actually start stopping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to tell the time yeah. for not stopping at that stop yeah. sign. It's going to take that first ticket for you to be like, oh, damn, okay, maybe I should stop right. stopping. So it's, it's not Y'all think anybody's going to change thing. things? Um, I think the change has already started. Oh, um, in my opinion, um, I think because it still got to go through Congress. Well, see, that's the thing, and 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 I believe um, you have a question more related to that. Um, I feel like if we were knowledgeable about how this system works mm-hmm. and how voting works, um, a lot of things that we expect from the president, it doesn't come from the president. It comes from your local legislator. It comes from your community leaders. And you all, as well as some people I know in my family, have to get it out of your mind that voting every four years makes a difference. There are other elections outside of those presidential elections, and that is where sometimes we miss the bar. And I want to say that because I, I, it bothers me when I hear, especially our kind, saying that, Obama didn't do anything for us. And it wasn't because he he didn't want to. He couldn't. Because 
where you all crowded the voter uh, registration offices and you all crowded that vote that day at those two terms and went out there and voted for him, you did not go back out and vote for anything else that would solidify him in his presidency to make things move, shake, and change. Mm -hmm. I did my part. The House was never represented for us. You all allowed Republicans to take over and block him at every angle possible. But we have to consider if you're not knowledgeable about these things, then you will miss the mark. So getting knowledgeable about that will help us all. That's her own video right there. Her look. For real. I mean, I'm just okay, saying. She just made, hey, that just put that little clip, boom. Like right now, they, they got two seats, I think two um, for Georgia. Um, they, they, they are running and I believe coming up in a couple more months and they have already, Republicans have already started trying to rally up Republican voters to get back out there and keep those seats. Why? So that Biden cannot change anything because if they say no, we can't go any further with it unless he just going to break the law and, 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 and mandate things and, 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 and not do it, you know, legally, but you have to have you know, the ability to make things change. But without those seats and those delegates, everybody, it, it just doesn't work. And that was what Obama's problem was. And he, you know, he just released a book. Um, so they, he talks about that in the book. So, you know, for all of you saying that, you know, he didn't do anything for us, think about for a moment, you know, if you, did you go back out and vote again? I think also stop chasing that stimulus check too. I think oh I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Get to work. Also, Go to work. One of Shit. the um one of the problems that we have too is that we expect everything to happen instantly. Like people feel like okay you in the office this is your first day. Hey look and and I think the changes people expect to make to it are mostly just monetary changes. Mm. All right, well you in there now. Hey, look, I need to be a millionaire by the end of the year. Bro, that ain't how it works. <laughs> that's how they look at Obama on the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Black yeah, people, I ain't going to say all, but black people, we got a black president, so he about to make the black people come up. But see, here's, really? then, now here's the problem really? with that. But I mean, look how many of our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who've been released from prison. That is true. Yeah. Look how many yeah, of our brothers and sisters were able to do what? great things in I'm, this election because he restored their ability to be able to vote. I'm glad you said that. It's so much. That's a good thing on that end. But then you got other stuff on this end. Like you said, not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It takes time. And then it'll just be like, oh, I'm going to elect the president and fix all this shit. Homelessness. Well, actually, he, he did kind of fix that a little bit. But here's the thing, too. People forget. <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all Mm-hmm. Here's the <laughs> thing too that people, today. that people forget Yeah Yeah you can change The president But your mind state is still the same Right. Your mind yeah. ain't changed So it don't matter what president is in there If you ain't trying to better yourself You're not going to get anywhere You think I care Who's in the White House I still got bills to be paid. <laughs> right. I need to make sure that right. my family can eat at the end of the I'm day. I'm still life going for to me work. Did not change drastically because we got voted. Exactly. 
we voted in a Republican uh, president after Obama, yeah. Donald Trump. My life did not end. I still had a family to care for. Mm -hmm. I still had a job that I had to perform. Um, certain things just didn't, it didn't even bother me to that point where I had to rethink living. And we're still paying taxes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some things, I'm still a citizen. I'm still required to mm -hmm. pay taxes, file them, you know, all of that stuff. So, I mean, it's just state of mind. I wish I was on that Armageddon show because they ain't got to pay taxes. I wish I was with them. Yeah, but anyway, so. No, for real, no, they ain't got to pay taxes about, no more. I don't even know what the Armageddon show is. The about. movie, Armageddon, Bruce Willis. I know you know that movie. I've seen it. It's been a long time, Bro. so I can't even tell you the thing yeah, about it. But. But, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? How many of them actually made it back, though? But anyway. Five of them. Yeah, and they start off with like 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will definitely want to talk about this one. Should police be defunded? No. And... I don't, I don't like the word defunded because it sends out the wrong impression when it's actually not defunding. It's actually, I guess, re, reassessing, I would want to say. I know what you try to ask, and I'm going to go ahead and jump into it about this police thing. The way police treat our kind with excessive force is... We, we, we all feel, we feel a certain way about that. You know what I'm saying? But the police force as a unit can't be judged. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, them, it's them people. It's that person that did it, that character. Or the ones that watch it and allowed it. But police force as a whole, you can't judge that. I'm going to tell you why. And a lot of black people don't understand this shit too. I, yeah, I said it. If your grandmama house was getting broke into... Would you not want somebody watching or a neighbor call the cops real quick? Or you going to be like, man, fuck the police, man, because they just treat us wrong. It doesn't make sense. See, here's... Foster D... Nah, man. Look, get out, get out, get out. Well, I know what you're talking about. Nah, it's just... What needs to happen is... The, the, um, the departments... The, the police departments needs to retrain their people on what is uh, compliant with force and what's not. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, guess what? That still might not work because if it's in that person's head that he want to just throw somebody to the ground, he's just going to do that shit. It ain't got nothing to do with training or money or nothing. It's that person's mentality. Yeah, That's how I feel about it. I think it's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because on one end, you're saying, you know, we say, okay, we can't judge the whole police force by what one officer did, or two or three, however many. But at the same time, they judge us that same way. But we can't look at it like I, that, though. Now, hear what I'm saying. They judge us that same way. That is true. So, we could, you could live in a neighborhood where somebody may be selling drugs or got a high crime rate, that doesn't make you a criminal. Right. But if they had to come see you, they're going to treat you as such. That is true. Even if you don't carry yourself that way. So it's hard to say, okay, if if you if my whole the neighborhood I group um I live in due to circumstance is this way, but I'm not that way. But you come in here and treat me that way. So why would you expect me not to look at all y'all in the same light? No, you're right. It's it's hard not to <clears throat> 
You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm I'm gonna say then this is just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like the police department needs to be defunded, and I don't feel like it's a double headed sword. Mm -hmm. What I do feel is that everybody should take the opportunity to look in your city and see what the pain rate for your if, if your city surrounding cities or even mm-hmm. your entire state and see what the starting pay is for a police officer. Um, am I an advocate for police officers? No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen too many inconsistencies um, to my people um, and people who don't look like me. Um, mm-hmm. We have endured the bulk of it, but there are other races out there who have lost loved ones to Mm-hmm. police brutality as well and we're not going to overlook that i'm not going to overlook yeah, that exactly. what i do think is that just like any other job the stress of not being able to financially um secure your your family off of what you bring home i feel like they should reevaluate like he said they should reevaluate the funding as a whole i feel like there should be mm-hmm. certain requirements um i I know personally a few officers when I was growing up that said that they um, came, there were scenes that they had to come to that just changed their lives. Um, a lot of people don't shake that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, seeing people dismembered, um, those things play with your mind. In addition to how you were raised, how you view people, I feel like. Um, there should be a mandatory mental evaluation in the beginning. I feel like that should come every year. I feel like there should be routine trainings. And and um, one of those things is um, problem solving with how to de-escalate situations mm-hmm. instead of antagonize the situation. I feel like all of those things play a big part into being a great officer. And I feel like if they had more funding for that, which is something that's going to come from higher, because if you're looking at the starting rate, I believe here uh, where we are right now in the city of Suffolk, the starting pay rate for a police officer is like 26000 27000 mm-hmm. That's not a lot. No, it's not. That's not a lot for you to be out here risking your risking life. Your life. Yeah. It's not a lot. Too. You know, and then those extra stresses on the job, and like I said, we don't know because there have been police officers that have moved from other states because of just bad policing. And they can't be police officers there anymore, but they're in the field. And so they just move somewhere else. And nobody takes the time to evaluate the history or the psychological mindset of that person. And they bring that issue from another state here. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just as a whole, it just needs to be evaluated. And the funding needs to be put more into um, the mental state of mind of a police officer. I know I work in on jobs where we had monthly trainings and we had yearly trainings. Oh, and if we did here. not do those trainings, we could not perform our job duties. And I mm-hmm. feel like that needs to be something that is considered for any first responder um, or medical personnel. Because we the same mm-hmm. people that we that patch us up. We don't know how they feel about us while we land on that table. Right. You know, that's so, scary. And that's me. very scary to know that's that your life is in the hands of a surgeon who might. Who may be going through a divorce. At right. The and just yeah, mentally. Just there are a lot of components to life. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. I think all of that should be considered. But do I think the police should be defunded? Absolutely so not. So do you think... I'm going to add some with um, one way, like, I, I can't remember where I seen it at, but they said one way you can, what may help with some of the stresses is every couple years, just take them off the beat. You know what I'm saying? So let's say if you're an officer and you've been, you've been working a strip for two years, okay, now these next two years, you're going to be at a desk. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know they'll probably hate it, but it it's like... It should be more than two years, though. But no, be, what I'm I mean, saying... I mean, I'm less, less, switch, switch, yeah, switch, just switching it less. up. But I'm saying but it's, less than that. But see, like, you may not have, you know, have the person there to switch out there often, but you want to give it some time to say, okay, well, look, these next two years, you may hate it, but you're going to be on the desk job because you need to get your mind, you know, mm -hmm. refocus your mind, reset right. your mind. You know what I'm saying? But before I lose this thought, which uh, she was talking about, you were talking about, about the defunded part. Another thing that needs to happen with these police officers is accountability too, though. True. Because y'all know it was like a stream of just the officer over here slammed this dude, killed this dude. Next. I mean, it was just a stream of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But nobody was being held accountable. Yeah, you get here. They might get a case. They might this and that. Their supervisors thinking about what's going to happen. No. Police officers need to be held accountable. So, and make an example. You know what I'm saying? If this police officer fucked up with excessive, oh, I with excessive force and shit, hold them accountable. That way, this nigga that think like, I shouldn't do this. <clears throat> Someone said you know instead saying? of the state paying for it, then they should sacrifice their pension. That's true, mm -hmm. too. You know, I honestly feel like sometimes if nothing else makes us stop and evaluate life, our mm -hmm. pockets do. Yes, ma'am. Hell yeah. Check this out. Put them in jail. Certain jobs, when the employee mess up, mm -hmm. the supervisors get held responsible. For right. Them. You know what I'm saying? True. So true. it's like, okay, well, I tell you what. If... You have an officer or somebody who has a certain amount of complaints within a few years. Why are they still in these streets? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, since the police chief don't want to get in there, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's from the governor radio. you come yeah. down, Mr. Mayor. I tell you what, you got about six months to clean house and get stuff right? Mm -hmm. Or you're going to be held accountable for this. But I'm going I'm to I'm I'm switch y'all up for a minute and, and take mm -hmm. that back to going out and voting. In your communities, True. because I don't know if you're realizing <laughs> it, but there are certain states mm -hmm. that police police officers cannot be held responsible legally. Mm -hmm. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm, I'm they cannot be going. held responsible legally. For what? For things like what we've seen, like George Floyd. Um, there are laws that prevent them from being sued personally. Fuck <laughs> them states. Exactly. But if you get out there and you vote and you make your voices heard, we can change a lot of those laws. And that's where the accountability the right starts. Place, yeah. We put the right people in the right places to say, no, I don't think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's, you know, it all, it, and, you know, to me, it all goes back to, Mentality. Mm -hmm. You got to get people mind. But people that, have to believe it's worth that, it. Yeah, and that's, and you know what? I want to say that too. Do you think the lack of, let's go back to us for a minute. Do you think the lack of hope is what 
destroys a lot of us as black people. Because we don't see a future for us. Like, we're told at a young age. We're told at a young age. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure we've all heard this. Oh, well, you know, you'd be lucky if you make it past 18. You'd be lucky if you make it to 21. I got it easier than that. But see, here's the thing. When you look at that, they teach us live for the day because tomorrow ain't promised. You know what they teach other cultures? Plan for your next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Plan for your next 40 years. That's why so many of us, especially our elders, they're 65. They passed retirement age still working because they didn't know, okay, look, if I invest this money now at 20, by the time I'm 40, hey, I'll have this. If I invest this for my kids at the age of 10, by the time they're 30, they'll have this. Mm -hmm. Because we're always taught, hey, YOLO. So I feel like if in that sense, accountability and confidence starts within the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, your, it's the parent's job to build that in their children so that they can go out there and perform it. Mm-hmm. If you're not teaching your kids to be confident, if you're not telling your kids every day, you are great, you mm-hmm. can do this, you will become something, then guess what? They'll go out here in this world and not think they're capable of doing it. Hey, let me tell you something. What she just said, you have to do that. I tell my son that every day. That boy gets on my nerves playing that goddamn Fortnite, Minecraft, whatever. <clears throat> but that boy is a gamer. You know what I'm saying? And he be coming up with ideas and talking to me. You know what? I listen. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to send you to school to do what you like. You're going to be somebody. You're going to be great at playing this game. But for right now, get out my face. But you know what? The funny thing about that is, my husband and I sat back and watched a special. Six kids mm-hmm. turned into millionaires before they were even 13 years old playing Fortnite. My son just told me Gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they have made more money winning one contest, one gaming contest, and their parents both combined working for the past 20 years. And see the thing too. So it's it's all in what you teach your children to do. Mm-hmm. If you tell your son, hey, you know what? You can make some good money off of this if you get good with this. And mm-hmm. then instead mm-hmm. of just allowing him to do it freely. Yeah. And, and, and build you your kids' confidence how, up too. Yeah. Build you your don't kids' know confidence how to up. Get your kids <laughs> to that point, at least look up something and try to help. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that makes a difference. Like, out the window are the days of, okay. Yo, you got to work a nine to five in order to get this. Man, there's so many ways to do things now. You know what I'm saying? And I think that once we get past that and more people start doing that also, then you'll start getting past the Mm -hmm. post-traumatic slave syndrome. Because now everybody's seeing differently. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, it takes a community to make that happen. But it starts in the home. But you know what's sad, though? It does take a community. Takes a whole. But what? Never mind. Shit. Yeah, and for parents out there who say it can't happen, the same way you can get online and look up who in the next versus battle is the same way you can get on Google and look up some stuff. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) that is true. Yeah, because I mean, I tell my kids all the time: you do what what you want to do. People mm-hmm. put time and energy into things that they think is important. Okay. Not what's mm-hmm. really going to be beneficial, but just what they have the mindset to be involved in. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You know, but the same energy you put into, like, I, like what would your parents just tell you back in the day? I hope you know that school where, like, you know them songs on the radio. It's the I same thing. Mine. It is no. the same <laughs> thing. And you have to take that mentality and put it towards business. Mm -hmm. The same way you, the same amount of time you spend um, bull driving mm -hmm. is the same amount of time you're going to have to put into being about your money. Definitely. I fully agree with that, man. And um, on that note, yep. before we get out of here, last thing okay. I want to say, man, to anybody is be the difference. Don't yep. wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear so many people, who will be the next Martin Luther King? Who will be the next Malcolm? You be them. Don't wait for nobody else to do it. You be them. I got one better than that. Blind instead, instead of being the next Malcolm or Martin, be yourself. why don't you be the next individual under your own name and set the bar mm -hmm. for yourself? Because Malcolm and Martin have already put their yeah, names down in the books. Solidified. They, 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 they have already solidified their spaces in history. Why don't you be the next Michael or T.O. Karen or T.O. You know, because I mean, it, hey, we, everything, you know, when it comes to Karen, it ain't always what we see on social media about <laughs> these, these raging bull coffee nah, drinking women. Nah, how nah, we know what Karen you know, is. But, Hey, you know, it's a lot of black women out Karen there named Karen, Karen. You know, uh, Why Karen, You know, you my know. children, Sheree's, Ayana's. Oh, I mean, it's 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 so much more to it. So yeah. why don't you be the difference? And link up, and two yeah, also, man. Um, <laughs> link up with some of the uh, the people in your area that's doing positive stuff. Absolutely. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's as much of the negativity you see is just as much positivity, if not more. But we just don't focus on that because we all know negativity is what. What drives us. You yep, know what I'm so saying? That's what gets the attention. Be so. the next you. Yep. Right. On that note, we are out. 757, we love you, baby. Mr. Sturdy Pot. Girl, Pixie. Cousin. Peace.